Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the restaurant space. I love it. I can't even wait for you to meet my guest today, Casey Galbro's on. I mean, he is the ultimate in the restaurant industry. Uh, we're going to dive into the industry today, his background, some of the stories he's he's going to share with you um, are really going to be amazing in terms of how he's learned the industry and how it's grown over time. Um, and I'm just excited because we don't cover the space enough on the podcast. And so, Casey, it's so great to have you with us on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Justin. I appreciate the chance to be here. Uh, I, I had so much fun researching you um, before today. I mean, nationally recognized chef and restaurateur. Um, you, you've been in this space in this industry for a while. You've got some really great stories to share with our audience. And um, I'm just excited because you're an entrepreneur. And um, and uh, let's just dive in. Talk about first, let's, let's focus on you. How did you get into the restaurant industry? Kind of rewind the clock for us back to when I think you were, what, 16 when you started? <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, got my driver's license and said I needed to get a job. Um, went looking. I was uh, started out at a local Baker Square in Wheaton. Uh, started out dishwashing and bussing tables. Um, since then, I've worked almost, well, I have worked every position in the restaurant industry from dishwasher to host, server, bartender, cook. Uh, you name it, I've done it. Uh, plumber, uh Light bulb changer, everything. <laughs> so it's, uh, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. When I'm there in school at the University of Iowa, go Hawkeyes. Although they're not doing too good this year, um, uh, started bartending and managing in Iowa while in college, and uh, just got bit by the the hospitality bug. I love it. Uh, been doing it ever since. Uh, now I'm in Illinois again, uh, where I was born and raised, uh, in a town called Geneva, uh, running a restaurant called Foxfire, and we. Uh, for the last 20 years. And now we just recently opened a new one a couple years ago called the Copper Fox. Love it. Um, and that's right now. I love it. And I am, and I, I love Iowa. I've been to games at Iowa. Uh, I think it's cool how they got the hospital, the kids' hospital right there over the st- stadium. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you got into the industry at 16. You and your father, Kurt, right, opened the doors of Fox Fire Restaurant in 2003. How did you guys decide to do that? And what was the initial idea there? Well, initial idea there, I think, was uh, my dad's uh, <laughs> my dad trying to get me to come home. Oh, nice. uh, I worked in <laughs> Iowa for over ten years and was a GM and uh, running a, a successful restaurant called Gus's uh, Food and Spirits out in North Liberty, Iowa. Uh, my dad came together for uh, Foxfire with two other partners at the time uh, and gave me the opportunity to come back they wanted me to be a part of it um we actually had two restaurants at the time we had another one called kiani's and uh i came back and ran that uh we were pretty successful unfortunately we had to sell kiani's when we had a split in partnership but uh that's how we started uh dad uh came together with these guys took the space over uh we decided on the name foxfire uh, it was actually uh the partners at the time's daughter said call it foxfire uh, was nice. because we're off the Fox River and we was fire. 
So oh, very nice. uh, doesn't have anything to really do with the survival books. But over 20 years, uh, we get closer and closer to writing our own survival book I bet. Uh, on how to make it through the last 20 years. I can't imagine. Um, okay, so what was the focus food-wise at that restaurant? Uh, at Foxfire, uh, our, our focus is steaks. I mean, we are uh, the... We were just nominated the number three steakhouse in all of Illinois, um, being on a lot of uh, uh, of the chains of Gibsons and Mortons and so forth. Uh, steaks are our passion. Uh, we are definitely in love with certified Angus beef, which is uh, the best beef we feel. If it's not certified, it's not the best. Um, uh, that's our main go- our, our our main bread and butter right there. Um, serving great steaks to the tri-city area and be- and beyond now wow um so give us a sense for the industry so you got started in 2003 like how did, and actually let's before we even get there how did you build awareness or was it doors open hopefully people come like <laughs> you know what i mean like how did people learn about you and come try the restaurant back in 2003 <laughs> well you know we created a buzz um we were the, one of the first restaurants to come back into Geneva, not come back into Geneva, but come into Geneva. At the time, uh, Geneva had a couple of bars and maybe one other restaurant that opened the year before us. So there's a lot of buzz generating. Now in Geneva, you uh, walk down the street and you uh, are, there's about five or six different restaurants down there. There's probably one restaurant for every person in Geneva. Um, <laughs> there's, <laughs> nice. there's, there's 15 to 16 restaurants now in our little town and it keeps on growing. Um, we're just restaurant scene. Geneva is uh, very passionate about its food and hospitality. Uh, there, there are many award-winning restaurants now in Geneva, not just us. Um, but the, the, the buzz started, uh, because we're one of the new restaurants coming in. We took over a space that was, uh, uh, historically, well, a historically bad building. It was a, a, a woman's consignment store in the front and a warehouse in the back, but it was a, a building that was built back in the early 1900s. It was an old carriage house. So when we came in, we deep cleaned everything, power washed everything. You noticed uh, underneath the plaster was this beautiful brick. Oh, wow. And underneath this Very cool. uh, big ceiling was this beautiful trellis uh, uh, roof, which uh, is all original uh the the roof of the the ceiling was actually all black they they painted it and they covered it with a false ceiling uh it's got beautiful wood everything's original from the brick to the wood and then we just added a kitchen and a couple bathrooms and called it good um it's just a a very historic building got a lot of stories to it but by us taking over the building kind of reclaiming it kind of created a buzz too because people were like what's going on in here um our first, our honeymoon, you achieved restaurants last from six months to a year, lasted about three, um, just because we just were something new, something wow in, in the Geneva area. Wow, that's really, really cool. I love that. Um, okay, now yeah. to the in, to the industry. So you're you're in this specific space, but how have things grown or changed since then? Uh, in your area, you talked about more restaurants coming in, but what's the industry uh, been? What's that look like uh, for you guys, and how has it changed or not? Uh, the the industry. Oh wow, that it is. Uh, it changes with the culture. Um, I mean, every. 
every three years, it seems like there's another hurdle. Uh, we had 2008, we had the nice recession, uh, and the economy bubble burst. Um, we've gone through COVID, we've gone through ups, we've gone through downs. Right now, we're bracing for what's going on with the economy and the gas prices. But we have to adapt. Um, with the restaurant industry, uh, we have different cultures that come through our doors, from the people that work for us to the people that are coming in to dine. We, we can't rest on uh, what works all the time um, or what worked in the past all the time, I should say. We want to rest on what works all the time. Uh, but we, so we're ever evolving. Uh, I always tell everybody that walks through, my kitchen works for me. Like, you know, we are, uh, we're not your father's steakhouse. And one way that happens is that we change with the seasons. We bring in fresh food. We bring in fresh, uh, what we can get seasonally and sustainable now. Um, and, and we change with, with the times, you know, we, we don't always have on like, a. uh, well, we do have my mom's favorite, but, uh, always on because she comes in still, but we nice. do change our menu to reflect the times. Yeah. So people want a little less bread. We get a little less gluten on our menu. People want a little more vegetables. We put a little bit more of a, a vegetarian side on there and such. Um, it, it, you have to adapt. If you don't, you die. Sure. Wow. Um, and so you just opened a second location or second, you, you opened the Copper Fox Pub, I believe. Is that right? And, and so tell us about that and how that evolved. You know, it, it's, we call it Copper Fox. Um, we we kind of did, uh, uh, Kurt, my dad, uh, wanted to keep the name similar to Foxfire so people knew there was a, a brand right. uh, with the restaurant. Uh, it's more of an event space. Uh, we called it the Copper Fox because we have the second longest copper bar in Illinois. Um, the first one being in Chicago. I don't know if the restaurant is still open, but um, interesting. It's wow. a beautiful That's bar cool. area. We got, yeah, yeah. We 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 try to play with names, um, but it, it's in a, during COVID. Uh, we we took a stand, and with that. Uh, a lot of people started coming in asking us for party spaces because they knew we would be open. Um, we got hit up with so many that we said, you know, we need to get another spot for here. And it just so happened our landlord, who uh, still loves us, uh, was excited because we were one of the few restaurants to pay rent throughout all of COVID on time had another space opening up and said, Hey, you know, let's uh, see if you're interested in this. Uh, we think this would be a win-win for both of us uh, and gave us our, our copper Fox location uh, with a minimal price tag. And uh, the rest is history. Now we got copper Fox events and, uh, and it's got a little gastro pub on the inside. That's open uh, Wednesday through Saturday or Sunday, actually. And it's, uh, and it's doing well. That's awesome. Um, for those that are not familiar with the restaurant industry, and where's the margin? Is it in the food? Is it in the $55 filet? Or is it in the bottles of wine? Or is it at the bar with the liquor? Like, what is there? Like, and, and are you able to see, like, throughout the night the numbers? Like, how does that work? All right. Well, the, the, the restaurant industry is a, it is a nickel and dime uh, recipe. Um, industry it the the profit is is wherever you can make it um it, but it is percentages matter a lot so uh yes liquor is usually your easiest money um that's where you uh you kind of 
make a little bit of a nest egg. But, you know, at Foxfire, we're really food-driven. Uh, so our stands here are about uh, 70% food, 30% liquor. Got it. Um, yeah. So, But with bars and restaurants, it, 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 it matters on what animal you're, we're talking about. If we're talking about a bar, your bread and butter is definitely liquor. Usually you're going to have about a 50-50 uh sales but that liquor is going to be where you're making your your nest egg with us um the liquor is is kind of like the icing on the cake we do make good money on our steaks and chops but we're not making a 20 percent to 30 percent margin on them our steaks we don't want to uh gouge our our guests so we go with a little almost a 30 to 40 percent markup on those just so that it we're we're breaking even but we got the customers coming back time and sure. time again to I get love those that. steaks yeah i love that repeat customer i'm sure and do you have any idea like what what percentage of your customers are repeat versus new it, or is that hard to tell um no it's it's not hard to tell at foxfire i mean at foxfire there's always a owner or or now with dad getting a little bit older we're uh, a good manager on duty at all times um we see our regulars coming in daily uh, we have customers that come in, and and we're at a steakhouse where our average customer spends about you know fifty to sixty dollars a person. We have regulars that come in three to four times a week. Wow, um, it's kind <laughs> of yeah, but yeah, but it, it's <laughs> definitely. I mean that it kind of sh- uh, shows how much we're embedded in the community, but also how we're we're not you know we're not the gougers. We're not the people that are. Uh, not spending a hundred dollars on that fillet, it, it I think that brings them back too. Sure. Our, our percentage is probably about uh, sixty forty. We probably got sixty percent repeat customers coming in. Sure. Uh, maybe seventy thirty. Uh, it's amazing. We've been here for twenty years. We have lifelong residents of Geneva that walk in for the first time and go like, "How long have you been here?" And they can't <laughs> believe we've been here since two thousand three. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, yeah, the, where we're located, we're right off the main drag, which is weird that they don't see us, but we're by a stoplight, so they're looking at that, I guess, instead of our right. storefront. But, uh, yeah, we get a lot of new customers still, even just from the area. Wow, amazing. Um, I love to ask our guests some of their biggest lessons learned. You have uh, grown a brand here and um, a business, and you've learned a lot. What would be two or three things you'd share with the other entrepreneurs that are listening to our show? Um. A few things that I would share. Uh, what I've learned through this is we, you have to hire the right people. I mean, that's the, one of the biggest things. Uh, when I first started being a chef here and, and actually being the owner, um, I, I had to felt like I had to do everything myself. I felt like I had to make sure the garbage was taken out the right way. I had to, you know, check the dishes, make sure every item coming in was right. Every food item was right had to make sure the liquor order i i burned myself out quite a bit uh for the first 10 years because i didn't take vacations i um it it was just non-stop but then uh, my dad reminded me you know he always says manage yourself with mercy so looking at that is now i have uh, a staff that i uh delegate to I, i make sure that you know uh chef miguel knows that Every recipe has to be correct, and we go through that. And then I make sure that, uh, you know, uh, the, the dish guy that's in charge of my, my uh, dish 
area. He understands that every day this is the work that we have to do. And then the bar manager, Dylan, to make sure he gets everything ordered in right. He's the one that's responsible for that. I just have to delegate. Um, it's totally brought a lot of stress out of my life. I mean, it's still there, but it's I'm not 24-7 Foxfire like I used to be. Now it's, it's um, I'm working instead of 120 hours a week, I'm working about 60 hours a week, which is still a lot. But for uh, anybody in the restaurant industry or uh, who owns a, a business knows that's that's usually what you're going to do. Um, it's gotten to the point where now I can take vacations. Uh, I just enjoyed <laughs> right. a week long uh, vacation for the first time uh, with my with, with with. Let's make a correction there. First time taking a week off. That wasn't during a COVID shutdown, <laughs> right? Um, in a long imagine. time, wow. Yeah, and and it's been rewarding in the fact that I see these guys that I'm de- delegating work to grow. Um, you just got to manage yourself with that mercy. I mean, there are times I'm going to roll up my sleeves and jump in the dish pit and start washing dishes. I'm in the kitchen time with my staff, um, and I'm I'm cooking, but it's that that's. That's going to happen, but you still need to make sure that you take care of yourself. Um, if you don't give yourself the break or if you don't uh, give yourself a, a pass on some things, sure. you, you're going to end up burning out. Um, you know, in, in the restaurant industry, we unfortunately see that with the chefs and the owners. There's usually two ways to go out of this business, they used to think, and that was either through the morgue or through the bankruptcy. And we don't want to do either. We want to have a, a nice... Uh, successful run that we can uh, retire on. And I love that. Oh. That's cool. Uh, some great advice. Uh, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, come visit, etc. All right. Uh, we have our two websites. We have our www.foxfiregeneva.com and we also have uh, I hate to be re- say it again, but www.copper-fox.com <laughs> Um, you can find me at Chef KC Galbro on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, both restaurants are on Twitter. Foxfire is Foxfire Geneva. Uh, and on Facebook, it's Foxfire Geneva as well. And it, Copper Fox is Copper Fox Geneva as well. Um, I, I usually do a couple posts a day uh, featuring some recipes and other stuff on my personal Facebook page, um, which is Chef KC Galbro. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, or you can usually find me on a grill if you're really desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So cool. I got to come visit, man. I'm in the uh, Chicago area often, so I, I can't wait. Um, man, it's been so great having you with us today. Thanks for taking the time and sharing some of your stories with us. No, thank you for having me. I, I really do appreciate it. I can't believe, uh, the time is over. I was hoping for <laughs> to hear some of your story. Uh, no, we don't do that here. This is all about you, not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's fair enough. Thank you. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.